0: So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by FullScale.io. And we are back. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode of the Startup Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conaway, founder and CEO of Innovate Her Incorporated. Today's episode of Startup Hustle is sponsored by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. And we love them. We just love Fullscale. They're amazing. Uh, so, so today we have with us um, someone that I have followed from afar for for quite some time now, and I have just found her story so interesting. She is a fantastic founder, a brilliant mind. She is changing an industry. And I, I'm so pleased to introduce you to Nomi Smith, CEO of PMI Rate Pro. Nomi, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with us today
1: and chat with us. Hey Lauren, likewise, thank you so much and very uh, grateful for the opportunity.
0: Yeah. Well, so so I have to tell you, and I in so one of the uh, producers of the podcast reached out to me a while back and was like, who are your like top 10 dream guests? And I had, I had, a, I had a lot of fun in my head putting together this list because I knew that we were going to target them and try to get them on the show. And you were definitely on that list. You and uh, Dr. Shelley Cooper and Lisa Mitchell. And so I, I've been kind of working my way through this list. Um, but you were, you were definitely on it because I think you have such a, a cool, you have such a cool story. Uh, both from a business perspective and a personal perspective. So I'm going to ask you the first question. Here we go. Here's our softball. Tell us about your journey.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. And that's so funny. I have my own list of dream people to meet, but I've never been on someone's list like that. So that's pretty cool. Thank you so much. So a little bit about me. I was born and raised in Mongolia. It's a country between China and Russia, um, went to high school there, uh, graduated high school, um, in Canada, actually, my parents took us to go finish, um, high school in Canada. So we were there for four years from when I was in about eighth grade to, uh, until I graduated, went back home, got my undergrad, and I just knew that, Um, I wanted to do something big for my country and that meant going to America and get getting education from America. So I started looking for an MBA degree and ended up in Kansas City of all places. Kansas City. (laughs) Yeah and uh, I've been in the at gotten my MBA and my goal was to always go back and, you know, make huge difference in my country. But I ended up meeting my husband from a small town called Hayes, Kansas here. And so I ended up staying in Kansas City. It's my home and there really isn't uh, anywhere else I'd rather be.
0: It is a pretty cool city. I'm not originally from here either, although I did not quite move the same distance that you did. Um, You know, I'm originally from St. Louis and I just, I fell in love with the city it's so it's beautiful and it's got arts and culture and sports and barbecue and like all of these things and it just all it's it's this beautiful recipe for a, a fun place to live so we well we're so glad you're here um and and i have to tell you i well actually i have to ask you know was there a lot of culture shock coming to canada and then and then america to continue your your studies?
1: That's an excellent question and I would be lying if I said no. Um, I'll actually tell you a really funny story. Uh, This is just an example of what a culture shock is. So my husband works at Johnson County Community College and when I was here in the States for a couple years and we had just gotten married and I took my sister to Johnson County Community College for breakfast and I went to the cafeteria and what it seemed like was a really good soup. My sister and I both like you know, got a cup of soup for ourselves and we got done eating and it was so salty and it's so creamy. And we were like, that was the best soup ever. I didn't even know America like served soup for breakfast, <laughs> I go home. And I talk to my husband and I tell him like, oh my gosh, I had the best soup at, at, at your work. And he was like, wait a minute, they don't serve soup for breakfast. And we were like, no, I'm telling you there was some good soup. And so we went back the next day and he was like, you ate gravy. <laughs> Well,
0: so was it like the sausage gravy? Like the the what are they? What's it called? Uh, Biscuits and gravy? Gravy? Was it that kind of gravy?
1: No, it was like a creamy white sausage and gravy. And in my country, we have a very similar soup that we feed to our babies that are just made out of you know a meat and uh, flour. And so it seemed really. Um, you know, similar. So that's just an example of like how day to day, you know, the cultural difference. And, you know, I'll tell you, I still have cultural differences today where I'm talking to, you know, anybody that's from here and they will reference, you know, movies and shows and I will have no idea about them because that's not how we grew up. And so have we had cultural differences? For sure. Do we still have them? For sure. And I think it's going to continue.
0: Yeah, well, so so one of the things that I love about you, you actually first came to my attention. Um, and I think you, you were speaking for a group of kind of community leaders that, that Randy Powell was leading. And I had heard I had heard your name before I had heard PMI Rate Pro, but that was the first time I got to hear you speak and you and and what i love about about you is you know there there's definitely culture that you get to soak up on on your side you know like hey welcome to america this is what we do here but you're also you were so giving and free about sharing of your culture and and mm-hmm. making sure that the people around you understand like hey this is what happens in other corners of the world and and hopefully bringing about some some understanding, you know, between, between these two very different cultures. So I just, I thought that that was lovely. And, you know, I, I tip my hat to you and give you all the kudos in the world for, for bringing uh, so much grace and so much, um, so much of yourself to, to Kansas City. Like, thank you for that.
1: (laughs) Thank you. And I think that it, it could be a good reminder that, if you're in the United States and there's so many opportunities and we just don't really know that people all over the world are looking for opportunities to be here, to have a chance at, you know, building a dream and America truly is one of the places to the best places to do that. And sometimes if you don't, you know, take a sit, you know, take a step back and look at it from that perspective, you know, you, you, it, it's hard to realize how great of a country America really is.
0: Yeah. I, I, I think that there, you know, there's definitely a need to acknowledge that we have a lot of work to do, but yes. we, we are very fortunate. Um, so, so let's talk about, about your, your building of the American dream and, and how that manifests for Nomi tell us, tell us about PMI rate pro tell us how you kind of got started, uh, in the, in the mortgage industry.
1: You bet. So I when I first moved to America, I was going to school and if you're an international student, you really don't have too many options to work. so I remember kind of starting my career journey, just being a waitress at a Chinese buffet place. And I remember a night where I was like sweeping floors and just crying, I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, I could just go back home and have a comfortable life. That was like my first step in, in, in realizing like, it's hard, no matter what, it's going to be hard. And so I got through my MBA and I struggled to find a job because I've had so much uh, education, but not enough experience in the United States. So I've applied to so many different jobs and no no one would give me a chance. And I think it was the cultural difference at the interviews. Um, finally, I just had to take a step back and say, you know what, I'm going to have to start at an entry level. So I started with Um, a U.S. bank here locally um, as a teller and just kind of moved my way up to becoming a personal banker and then the licensed banker. And in the meantime, I ran into someone who um, was in the mortgage industry and said, hey, um, he was actually one of our clients. And he said, hey, if you're looking into, you know, moving into a different career, you could come join me and work on my team. Um, so it took a while to get convinced only because I really felt that, you know, building the corporate career ladder was the only way to success, but with a little bit of convincing from my husband, I did go ahead and start becoming a loan officer and I've been loan officer for the last five years. And I just left my job about a couple months ago to go run this full time uh, or run my own company full time. So PMI rate pro is really born out of my own pain point. Um, while I was a loan officer. So what you'll find is that most home buyers that are wanting to buy homes, they're wanting transparency and loan officers didn't quite have the tools to, uh, really provide transparency. So PMI rate pro was born out of my own pain point of wanting to provide full transparency to my buyers.
0: Yeah. Well, and so I find that often the best, most effective entrepreneurs are those who are solving their own problem because you you have firsthand experience of the problem that you're trying to solve. And so you you, you have a better insight into ways that you can kind of go about doing that. Well, so, so that's really interesting. Um, talk to us about, you know, so, so the technology behind PMI Rate Pro, it's a tool, right? Mm-hmm. A mm-hmm. tool to help. Um, private mortgage insurance get get people private mor- mortgage insurance quotes from multiple sources mm-hmm. um you know hel- so you're basically helping mortgage loan officers assist home buyers right
1: yeah absolutely and you know my bigger mission is to help home buyers um, at the end of the day and this is the the first step i'm taking to help And so what it does is when homebuyers put less than 20% down, they're required to pay private mortgage insurance. But what a lot of homebuyers don't know is that there are six different providers in the United States and loan officers will only typically check one because of the time that it takes to, to check all six um, providers. And so what we have created is a tool for loan officers to come, put in one entry and be able to get the results from all six providers at the same time under 10 seconds. So you can think of us as, as, uh, the kayak of the private mortgage insurance.
0: I love that so much. I, I always really enjoy when founders have found a way to like very cleanly and explicitly explain, like, this is what I do. And I'm going to use an analogy to do it to, because a lot of people like, they're not going to understand the ins and outs of the, you know, the mortgage loan industry. And, and so I, I love it that you're, you're able to so cleanly explain what you do. Um. You. So, so talk to us about talk to us about, you You said something interesting. Uh, you mentioned, you know, making the jump to full time. And I'm very curious mm-hmm. when you were, you know, kind of learning about the industry and then you, you came up with this tool, mm-hmm. what were your, your thoughts or what was your process for deciding like, Hey, now is the time for me to quit the nine to five and put my energies and attentions on this full time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think I have to kind of explain the history of how the company was born a little bit to kind of go into that. So, you know, if I was just uh, continuing down the path, like I knew this was a need and a pain point, but I didn't know how to kind of put it into place. But I happened to get really lucky and meet a local entrepreneur here who was my mentor. Um, We met through our kids and we were talking one day and I told him, hey, here's the pain point. I'm, I'm, I'm running into would you be able to solve this or create a solution for me so he's kind of helped me show me the way of here's what step you know one two three is and he's really is the person that was kind of very instrumental in in setting up pmi repro in the first place um and i will tell you that he would come to my house sometimes and he would be telling me you know how these tech startups work and he would talk to us talk to me for, you know, an hour or so, and then he would leave. And I would look at my husband like, did you understand any word he said? (laughs) Um, So, like, I I feel like there's almost a different language when you look at, at, you know, a technology startup that you have to learn. So this mentor really helped me understand not only the A to Z, but he took the time over and over again to explain, to say, like, here's what happens next, here's what happens next. And then he got to a point where he said, you know what, this is your baby, you've got to go run it. And I struggled with this for a little bit. I'm not going to lie, because I never really thought I was going to leave the corporate world or, the, you know, being a mortgage loan officer because, you know, money was rolling in. And the mortgages were the last two years was the busiest time in the mortgage world. And, you know, I've got family to support, and what I bring into the household really matters. So it was a really hard decision, and I sat on it for, I would say, about three, three to four months. And at the end of the day, I had to meditate a lot, and I had to really understand what am I trying to accomplish in the world. And I had to kind of go back and say, you know, why did I come to America I came to America so that I can, you know, make a big difference in my country. Well, right now, I can't really do that. But what can I do while, you know, I'm working day to day here? You know, I don't have to just help one buyer at a time. I don't have to be able to do it in a smaller scale. I want to be able to do it on, on a bigger scale. And I think that at the end of the day, if I can accomplish and say I've helped save money for future home buyers, and I was part of that, I think that I can say, okay, I've done something in my life. And so it was really trying to understand deep down of, okay, what's, what's my heart wanting, and really kind of coming close to deciding, like my heart wants to make a big difference and yes, I could make good money right now. Yes, I can make a career, but am I making enough of a difference and that was really the decision that it came down to. And um, I'm, I'm thankful that I was able to make the decision to, to go full time. Yeah.
0: Well, and that's a really kind of a, a gut-wrenching decision for any founder to make, you know, to, to say, I, I'm ready I think that you know we have our, our go to market strategy or we have our MVP or you know all of those buzz, buzzwords that you hear but like making that leap from uh, security like you mm-hmm. you had a secure life you know you had a, a steady job you were making money um you maybe had health benefit like i you For know sure. you had you had security and then you you're calling was so strong. You reached a point where you were just like, okay, now's the time. And that that's always just this. I find that moment fascinating when I'm talking to entrepreneurs, like, how did you know Mm -hmm. that it was the time? Like I had my moment, every founder that we have on this show has had that moment. And I just, I love talking about that. So really quickly, I just want to ask, like, do you want to shout out your mentor? Uh, get yeah
1: <laughs> absolutely so his name is Donald Hawkins he's Donald done so Hawkins. much for me and I, I do hope that in you know in the future that I can go go and do that same thing he and I always ask him like why did you do that for me Donald and he'll always say it's because somebody gave to me and so yeah. this is just my responsibility to give back to you but I also uh, mentioned that I have had the beauty of kansas city really come behind me and support me and now donald hawkins is not the only mentor i have got so many people behind me that's helping me that's pushing me and they all have said like if you want this thing to succeed you've got to be in full time you've got to be committed and you've got to go do this and i it's not just me that made that decision. I think it's a lot of people that just helped me and kind of pushed me towards that. And so I've got so many awesome people from Kansas City that's also helping me as well. Yeah.
0: Well, and so so I think anybody who's here in the Kansas City area uh, has heard the name Donald Hawkins. Um, he's just an amazing guy. And he's actually been on, on the Startup Hustle show uh, before, I think, talking about mm-hmm. pipeline entrepreneurs, which we're going to talk about in just a minute. But you, you said something else. I, I want to ask you, you know, we often talk on the show about the importance of mentorship. Mm-hmm. And um, so I want to ask you this, because I think we, we give a lot of talk about how to be a good mentor. Um, You know, be be open to listening and be ready to, you know, give advice. And and there are all kinds of best practices out there for being a good mentor. But what what did you do to prepare yourself to be a good mentee?
1: You know, I think I've always been really hungry to learn. Um, And I think that when I see people that are really struggling in life, that's because they've come to a point that they've kind of stopped learning, yeah. Um, so I've always been hungry to learn, and I think over time I've gotten better at listening better. Um, so it, it was really just having an open mind and knowing kind of the right questions to ask, and and being vulnerable. And there's no no nothing like being a mentor that you can tell your darkest and deepest fears, and they'll say, "Oh, I got you." You know, and I think it's just, you know, building a relationship that, you know, you respect that other person to, to really respect their inputs, but at the same time, knowing what feels right inside and being able to validate that. Sure. Well,
0: so that, that is really great. Um, And I, and I also want to talk to you about, so, so from what I understand, like you're, you're not a technical founder, but you are leading a very technical process right so so did you have any help along the way there like how did you how did you actually build the tool
1: that's a great question you're right i am very much a non-technical founder and I, i i at first i didn't understand anything about really what was going on when we first started it was very clunky and then we eventually got better and better and better and then when we were able to afford um, a senior uh, engineer, we we brought on an engineer, and we are actually in the process of redoing our entire um, soft, software right now. Um, it's just it took time, and I think it's very important to align yourself with with an engineer that can explain in a simple terms of what they're trying to do. Yeah, and, and be able to still go out and execute. Absolutely. And so it was just really finding the right people to to surround myself with.
0: Yeah, well, it, I, I love that. and i and I have to say, you know we've got this episode sponsor here. We've got full scale. And um, they, if you are a founder sitting at home and you you have this brilliant idea for a tech product, uh, Full Scale can help get you there. They can help you build a software team quickly and affordably and easily, and they can help you build whatever your vision is. Um, and so so we love working with, with Full Scale, but we know that our founders love working with Full Scale as well. So, so I want to ask you, I mentioned this before... Um, before we hopped on the recording that you are currently located in UMKC's block school. Tell us why, Nomi, why are you at the block school?
1: <laughs> yeah, thank you. I am so honored to be at the block school here because we are part of Tech hey. Kansas City.
0: <laughs> TechStars Kansas City. Well, congratulations. Um, that is, that is absolutely awesome. What's been your, what's your experience with TechStars been like?
1: Honestly, it has been so amazing. Um, it, it it was really an opportunity for us to really quickly button up the pieces of our business that were kind of not really quite figured out. Um, but it also gave us the opportunity to be able to talk to so many mentors from Kansas City. And at first, I was like, okay. I'm kind of in the mortgage space. I don't really know if the mentors will be able to help, but you'll be really surprised when it comes to business and when it comes to technology business, there were so many smart people that could just kind of essentially help me um, get really refocused because I, as a founder, you're kind of thinking of a bunch of different ways that you can scale your company, but it's really important to kind of keep your focus on what you're doing, but be also be aware of like what's coming in the future and and the biggest thing that uh, Techstars is doing for us is connecting us with all the smart people that can really help shape my thoughts, my assumptions, and my... my um, own biases, like being able yeah. to just meet so many great people, I'm really, really, really thankful. Um, and there's so much support because being a founder is not that easy, whether it's mental, physical, whatever it is, knowing that you have so many people behind you supporting you, there's nothing like the community that we're building here. And I'm so happy to be part of Techstars.
0: That's awesome. Well, and I think, you know, in addition to connecting you to people who can help you get where you want to be, um, you also have a pretty strong cohort, um, from what I understand, you know, founders who are in it with you and it, part of this learning journey that Tech Stars offers. And I mean, we've talked about TechStars a lot here on the Startup Hustle Puzzle podcast. Um, I actually not too long ago did a, an interview with Lisa Mitchell, who's one of my heroes. She's, um, you know, one of the the managing directors of of TechStars, and just absolutely an amazing individual. Um, but I you you also, when you, when you get accepted into an accelerator of that quality, like it lends, it lends some credibility and you already had it in spades. Like I, I talked to to founders and entrepreneurial people all day long and people are always like, no, Smith, she's doing amazing things. She's, you know, PMI rate pro it's, it's changing the industry, but um, now you get a little bit of national exposure, more national exposure, um, you get connected to people, experts who can help you get where you want to be. And then you have these people around you who have a, a shared vision of success. And so so, so, what's that been like, being in it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Lisa's amazing, but we also have a director that's running the company, uh, Maria Flynn. She's amazing as yes. well. You know, what you will really find differently, I think, or what I'm really noticing from this this cohort, is that they truly, truly care for your success. Um, And they really believe in the founder, and they're willing to do anything to make sure that they can help you succeed. And so that support is great. And you're right, my cohort is amazing. There's uh, some awesome people doing great things. And we are all doing what we can to try to make the world a different uh, or a better place, right? And so we're all have the same mission. And we all get together and support each other. And we talk through the the fears, the worries um, without being judged. And you will it's kind of funny. I think that in my past careers, I've never felt like I've ever fit in anywhere. But for the first time being around entrepreneurs, then now I feel like, okay, this is where I was meant to be. This is why I've been feeling so out of place in other places. Now I really feel like I found home.
0: And I yeah. hear the
1: same thing from other entrepreneurs as well. Yeah.
0: Well, so, so you mentioned Maria Flynn, and I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't mention. Uh, so, Maria Flynn is an incredible entrepreneur in her own right. And as far as I know, and, and somebody, if I'm wrong, like definitely let me know. But as far as I know, she holds the record for the largest exit of a, a startup by a female founder. In Kansas, in the Kansas City area, and so she um, she had Orbis Biosciences, which was acquired, I think, by Adair Ph- Pharmaceuticals, um, you know, a while back. And I mean that that's huge. That's the dream. Like every startup founder I know, uh, you kind of think about that that unicorn exit day. And so the fact that Maria has has lived this and has done so as a female founder, that's got to be pretty inspirational too.
1: Wow. She's so humble. I didn't know that fact about her, but she, if you meet her, she's so humble and very helpful and so smart. So it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Well, so so
0: I I also want to talk to you about, I want to talk to you about Pipeline because, you know, I mean, we have a really good relationship with Melissa Vincent. I've interviewed her. I'm pretty, I think maybe one of the Mats has interviewed her for a startup hustle episode, Um, but she is she's an incredible individual. And I keep hearing about pipeline entrepreneurs. And so so that's yet another tool and another opportunity that you have used to help catapult PMI Rate Pro into greater success. So talk to us a little bit about that. How did you come about that opportunity?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of my mentors and the people in the Kansas City that I've talked to have mentioned uh, pipeline and have encouraged me to look into it. So even before we got into tech stars, I had applied to pipeline and I will tell you those groups of people are like nothing other either. They all, we all have amazing people, um, that get together again and have that, you know, entrepreneurship, uh, support for each other. And we're all again, trying to, to make the world a better place. But what I've noticed really about pipeline is that the past members of pipeline really want to embrace the new members of pipeline and and yeah. make sure that they're welcome and make sure that they know that they're kind of coming into a family and that that community i've heard from people say like oh my gosh pipeline just gets better and better even after you're done with the program that's when it gets really best and i think that it's because There's, you know, opportunities to meet other Pipeline members, but they really, really do care about each other. And I'm really proud to be part of Pipeline as well. Yeah.
0: Well, and I I think about some of those folks who've gone through the Pipeline Pipeline Entrepreneurs Fellowship Program. I mean, Toby Rush. Uh, You know, he he led a massive exit, um, one of the larger that Kansas City has ever seen. Donald Hawkins, your mentor, he was a part of the program. You've got organizations like Super Dispatch with Becca Abdelayev coming through. Like, these are some heavy hitters that have gone through this program and are now able to turn their, their attentions backward and lift up the next generation. And so you're, you're finding yourself, I imagine able to benefit from the wisdom of some people that have done a really great job of creating and building successful startups,
1: you know, Uh, Absolutely. I've had the opportunity and I'm also very honored that Toby is actually one of my mentors as well. So um really Good for you
0: girl, way to go.
1: Yes, we're you know what really impresses me is that these really successful people really want to give back. And I think the fact that they see that I'm a woman founder and they know that I'm from the minority, and they they you know whether whether they believe my business will succeed or not, they still want to kind of back me because they see that that's really needed in the the ecosystem. And one of our uh, very initial investors are from, it's a great family from Kansas City. They also really realized, hey, what can we do to kind of support the uh, the women founders, the minority founders, and they were one of the people that made it possible for our company to to really kind of st- get started and, and move on to the next phase of our, um, you know, of our business. And I think that those people are there, Th- these successful people, they want to help and they want to give back. And so I've been a lucky recipient of that.
0: Yeah. Well, and I, I am so glad. I mean, I, th- I think, you know, by now that I get excited anytime I see a female founder and in particular, a female founder, woman of color, you know, intersectional entrepreneur succeeding. And so it has just been absolutely incredible to watch your journey. Um, you know, you, you've been on startups to watch lists. You've been accepted into these amazing programs. You're, you're just you're just killing it. You know, and, and and I do really quickly just want to remind our listeners um, if you've never heard of pipeline entrepreneurs, they um, they are doing some really fantastic stuff to massively impact the entrepreneurial ecosystem here in the Midwest. But not only that, Melissa Vincent she actually joined us back uh, in the the last week of August, I think, as a guest host, and and I just. I love her as a human being. She's an amazing individual. And she, she is a pretty fantastic Startup Hustle podcast host, I got to say. Um, so if you have not already, listeners, definitely check out Melissa's episode of the Startup Hustle podcast. Um, but no, she, she's absolutely amazing. So so you have, you have benefited from all of these brilliant minds. And you, of course, being a brilliant mind yourself, you're soaking it all up. Um, you know, you, you've plugged into the Kansas city community, you're building a strong product. You are, you're making a name for PMI rate pro and you, you are just achieving success after success. And and as someone watching on the app from the outside, looking in like so proud, um, so proud, so excited for you, but what do you see, what do you see as coming down the pipeline?
1: Like, what do you hope to see next? Amazing question. Um, so Really, I think I've kind of mentioned my vision is to help home buyers um, save yeah. money and get transparency when they're dealing with mortgages and PMI. Re- Rate Pro is really just a small stepping stone for me to do that and I have to get really good at what we're doing right now and then we do have some big picture ideas um, but we need to make sure to focus and really execute what we're doing real well and then be able to kind of move forward in the next step of how else could we provide more transparency for homebuyers? How else could we help homebuyers save money? I'm so driven by that mission.
0: Yeah. So, so maybe another product or tool coming down the pipeline.
1: Yeah, I would hope so.
0: <laughs> yeah? Yes. Do, you, do you have some ideas? You don't have to tell us about them now, but do you have some in your back pocket?
1: Well, you know, generally, yes. Um, but I think I have to be really careful to make sure that people don't think that I'm taking away my focus from my current uh, uh, company or a current first product. That, first, that comes first and foremost, but we do have a bigger vision of what we want to do. Um, and we're just in the process of testing and validating it.
0: Okay, well, so so I'm going to be keeping an eye out for big things from PMI Rate Pro and from you specifically. Know me for sure. Tell us uh, what for for our listeners at home, for folks who are just hanging on your every word, because I hope they're hanging on your every word. Um, what what advice would you give the entrepreneur who's thinking about making the leap to becoming full time to to just really diving into to the startup world becoming an
1: entrepreneur? What would, you, what would you tell them? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that there are opportunities and there, whatever you're doing, there's so many problems to solve. I would encourage people to kind of step out of their day-to-day and look at everything as like, this is a problem, it's been done this way for so long. Why is there not a better way to solve this? And if you really do find a problem that you can solve, there are so many resources out there. There are so many great books. There are so many like com- ecosystems in the Kansas City area. Like for example, Digital Sandbox, right? That's one. That was one of our first places where we started. If you've got a solid idea, take that idea to people that maybe in the industry. Um, And you know what, it's possible, learn to dream big. And that's one of the things that I'm learning is like, you get so focused on something so small that you forget to dream big. So find a problem, dream big and go after it. And if you really do have a problem, there are multiple ways that you can kind of take the steps A to Z to keep going. I'm still in the process of figuring things out. So I'm not saying that I I have figured it out. But I'm telling you, there's so much opportunity and there's so many support supporting systems that can help you to accomplish a way to solve that problem. And I think that me being like the reason why I, you know, I do these podcasts or I'm okay being in front of. Um, you know, magazine, or sorry, newspapers and things like that, is because I think unless you see, you can't relate. Unless you see someone else do it, you can't think that it's possible for you. So I want other people to see, like, if I can do it, that you can do it too. And um, so I would say, follow your heart, do big things and choose your heart, right? And choose that your hard. Life is going to be hard either way. Your career is going to be hard. Do you want to do to choose the harder way to, you know, do a bigger mission? Or do you want to continue working for someone? Um, and it's, it'll still be hard either way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
0: I don't think there's anybody out there who doesn't acknowledge that being an entrepreneur is hard. Mm-hmm. But I, I was I was talking to somebody the other night. It was one of those things where it's like, there are moments of absolute you're you're just destitute you're completely like your soul is breaking and you're just so frustrated and so tired and so it, you have those moments every entrepreneur has those moments where you're white knuckling can i make payroll can i you know can we do this am i the right person to do this to lead this initiative or product or whatever it is but there's there's a lot of joy That comes from having having the agency to create change and solve problems. And you can't I don't think you can be a successful entrepreneur unless you're you're really, really committed to solving the problem that you want to solve. Um, And and that's why entrepreneurs are my amongst my favorite people, because y'all are passionate and resourceful and you have to do so much with so little especially when you're first starting out that when when you get to to the point that that you're at nomi where you know you're you're availing yourself of opportunities and you are meeting people who can help you achieve your dreams like there was a long road for you and it took a while to get there because it takes a while to get there for every entrepreneur so i just Kudos to you! You're doing absolutely incredible work, um, and and thank you for being that example. You know, particularly as a as a female founder, a founder of color, um, you know, someone who's not. Here from the U.S., like you have overcome so many obstacles, and you are—you have a lovely smile. And for our, our listeners at home, you can't see this, but Nomi has a lovely smile, and she smiles a lot. Um, but you're just—you're doing it, and you are showing others a pathway. And I just want to thank you for that. Yeah,
1: you bet. Thank you.
0: Yeah, and and I also I do also want to ask you. I'm going to ask you the the human question. Are you ready? Yes. So, so we talked about soup, (laughs) soup. That's not soup, but Hey, you know, I would, I would seriously, I would eat biscuits and gravy, gravy straight. Like that's some good stuff. Um, but so talk to us about what are, what's your, what are your favorite foods? I want
1: to know. Yeah, I'm gonna be known as the gravy girl here real soon. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm definitely—I'm not
0: saying that I'm not gonna call you that, in my time, but <laughs>
1: um, this is just the real me, and this is what you'll get. So, um, I would say that I really, really like um, tacos, and yeah, tacos with lots of vegetables and uh, with with a. Like really creative, instead of a tortilla, yeah. maybe it's Hikama or, ooh, uh, yeah, there's even like cauliflower tortillas too, you know, yeah. things like that. Is
0: there, is there, do you have a favorite place that you like to get your tacos from?
1: You know, I need to go out there and explore more. I usually like the holes in the wall yeah. restaurants. Yeah. I can't think of one right right now, now, but whenever I I go go outside 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 of Kansas, Kansas, I'll I'll typically go look for a specific place place like that. But I like to cook them down too. too. So you'll have to come over sometime and I'll make you some tacos.
0: I know. I would love that. And I'm going to make an offer to you. And and I I really, really want to do this, but we should go over to KCK, Kansas City, Kansas. Uh, Cause they have like all along that central corridor, they have some amazing restaurants that serve amazing tacos. Like some of the best that I've ever had. And I've, I've eaten my fair share of tacos. Uh, so, so let's do that. I'm in. Um, but I, I want to learn about tacos through the eyes of Nomi Smith for sure. <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, wait. Awesome. Well, well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us, Nomi. It has been a true pleasure. I knew it would be, but uh, I think it surpassed even my my very lofty expectations. Thank you so much. Thank
1: you, <laughs> thank you for you. the opportunity.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And thank you, listeners, for, for taking the time out of your busy schedule to sit down with us and hear what Nomi has to say. I uh, also want to thank FullScale.io. Today's episode of Startup Hustle is sponsored by FullScale.io. So they are the reason we are here and uh, the reason that we can do what we do and they can also help you build a software team quickly and affordably. Uh, I am Lauren Conway. I'm going to go ahead and sign off, but we will catch you next time. Startup hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time. like we do it